I'm your host, Chris, and you're listening to Just Keep Rolling. What's up, guys? It's Chris. I got Cat back with me again. We're going to be talking Hello. about it today. Uh, and he's going to you know, tell us all about his life. Uh, you know, if he has a wife, if he don't. And uh, we're just going to see, you know, what's going on with him. Hey, Rusty, how you doing, buddy? What's going on, man? What's going on? Nothing what's much, happening? man. How you doing today? I'm doing good. Doing good. Really good. That's good uh, to hear, man. So let's, let's get a few things out of the way here, if you don't mind. Yeah, type sure. three. I got type three. I've broken over 300 bones throughout my life. I've had 15 surgeries. I currently have one, two, three, four rods. Uh, all were put in when I was younger. Um, did I say I was 52? I'm 52, but I didn't say that. No, um, I that. And uh, I also have currently listened to all three of your episodes. Oh, and I will say this, I would I agree with you on the types other than when I was born, I only knew of four types. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, me too. Like yeah. like it it you know, I don't know where they get all these other numbers. I've four four was simple. And I only knew it was four. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah, exactly. That's what I was telling Kat. Like I was born in the nineties and all I knew knew in Griffith was four types. But now there's like your own type, and now there's nineteen types. Well, you 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 all touched on on in one of the episodes how you know there was only a paragraph in in a book, and yeah, I and actually like re- standard medical textbooks. There's only like yeah one yeah. Paragraph. Well, I I remember going in junior high. I went to the library and found the medical book or dictionary or whatever you wanted to call it to look it up, and it truly is just a paragraph, mm-hmm. and it's very very little description of what it is. And, you know, I was born in 1970. Um, I didn't have hardly any of the, I'm going to say the horror stories that your uh, first few guests had. Um, Like growing up, like I didn't have any of the horror stories. Like I was taken away from my parents or anything like that. Um, Mm -hmm. But I do remember my parents fighting for me uh, or advocating, as you would put it. advocating for me in the hospitals and with doctors and um so i don't have any like really crazy stories like you know they wanted to take me away or now the only uh thing that i've always said is that when i was born i was only given three days to live and that's my father's story and they didn't know what was wrong with me like they they were they were kind of like it was almost like they were giving up and if it wouldn't have been for my cousin that was a pediatrician that came in and went oh no we're gonna start doing this 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 and this now he didn't know anything about oi but they weren't even giving me a chance to live period and he came in and went no we're gonna do all this you know you know so, do this or whatever whatever it was and then here i am 52 years later so are you a random and, mutation? Yes, I'm a mutation. Yeah. Okay. Nobody else in my family has it. Okay. What? Okay. All right. Yeah. I mean, hey, that's crazy. And, you know, one of your guests said that she was bullied and 
or, or was it I don't think it was Kat I think it was one of your guests I think it was a, your second guest that said they got they were bullied and they were told that they were a mutant now here's yeah. my attitude this is my attitude and I wish I wish more people with just general disabilities period have this attitude if somebody would have told me that when I was younger or even now said oh you're a mutant I said you damn right I'm a mutant I'm an right. original like That's right. like I'm a real life superhero that's it man because yeah. because because my yeah. mutation is yeah that's it how did you know <laughs> you know i mean i don't i don't take uh you know i i'll get into this a little bit about bullying in, in school i wasn't really bullied at all that i can remember like yeah, if i was well. i might have been bullied by one or two people but even then my attitude my whole life has been i have never once said i don't like a lie like i never complained about a lie it, it just it is it, it is what it is it's who i am like it's a part of me it's about me i don't know any different you know i don't know right, what it is to be that. quote normal so i, I i've accepted that i now don't get me wrong i get irritated if i break an arm or a leg or something that changes my lifestyle for a little bit but other than that i i don't have a problem with it i don't you know whatever um i had more friends in elementary and junior high than i did in high school so but i was always popular i was always popular and i went to public schools throughout my life uh did we have to fight with the school system sometimes absolutely because they didn't know how to deal with me you know not that i was a problem child or anything they just didn't know how to deal with my disability but you know i've never really i've, I've thought about it and i was like never really felt bullied especially in school now in, in my adult years yeah there's people that say stupid stuff to me all the time but even then i just look at them like okay whatever i don't care <laughs> so yeah 90 percent of the time people just want to I just want a reaction out of it. Yeah. Here's my thought. If you give words power, then they'll have power over you. Right. That is, that's very valid. What the hell? You know, because only you can control how you accept something. You know, I mean, if, if somebody calls you fat and ugly and you give those fat and ugly words power, then you're fat and ugly. Uh, sure, if you yeah. don't give, if you don't give them power, that doesn't mean anything. That's uh, true. I'm sorry to change I, the subject, I, but th th I know that okay. th the listeners are going to ask: Did one of y'all just land a plane in your house? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that is my <laughs> lovely neighbor uh, deciding. Let's use our motorcycle. So. Okay, I'm sorry. I just wanted I'm to say it's not here. Yeah, I just wanted to. I know the listeners are probably gonna be like, "What the hell is that?" You know. So yeah, sorry, sorry. Blame my neighbor. No, it's okay, all good. Uh, Go ahead, Rusty. Uh, uh, I do want to say this, Chris. Me and you need to talk offline, uh, just so I can give you some tips and tricks when it comes to the podcast. <laughs> yeah, sure, okay. dude. Yeah, that's okay. 
but no, uh, is there anything y'all want to ask me? I don't mean to take control of the whole conversation here. So. Oh, you're good, man. Well, I'm just. This is your I, show. No, no, dude. No, you're telling your story, man. That's what this podcast is about, man. Hey, is there anything y'all want to know? Ask me anything. I don't care. So, do you, what kind of wheelchair do you use? I uh, currently, in the last year and a half, I I went from a manual to a power. Um, I probably should have gone to a power chair uh, a long time ago. Uh, according to my friend that is, I think, 12 years older than me that has a lie, he, because I was in, I was in, I, at a time where I needed to get a new wheelchair. I have always been, if, as long as I can push my chair, I'm going to push my chair. Right? Yeah. I know, and that's my only really exercise, other than maybe going swimming every once in a while. But, mm-hmm. but he told me, he said, look, uh, you should have done a power chair early on because of uh, you're gonna wear out your shoulders, and and you know, plus I'm heavier now, and I couldn't get in and out of my van on my well, out I could get out of my van on my own. I couldn't get in my van on my own in my manual chair. Right, right. Uh, even with power assist wheels, that didn't help me. You know, it was just. And I'm, I will say this, I haven't broken anything in over 20 years. Really? Damn. Yes. And. What kind of drugs you take? I, <laughs> yeah, no, I'm going to tell you exactly what it is. And some people will, will maybe disagree or agree with this. I jokingly say, but part of it's true. I'm smarter now. I don't take risks. I don't. I don't try to do things that I know there's a chance of me breaking something. Yeah, but there's always going to be accidents. Uh, no, no, no. I understand that. Don't get me wrong. I, I, but I'm very cautious. I'm very, very cautious. Um, but even before that, the only thing the last time I broke was because of a car wreck. Wow. I, I wow. wrecked my van and back in uh, 90... I think 98 is where I... I, I think that's when it happened. 98 and uh and i broke my arm and my leg in that accident oh, wow. uh, but other than that i don't take risk i don't i don't go try to do stuff that you know like oh yeah that's not gonna happen um but i will say this me being able to physically give me down to my vehicles kind of limited me to go out into the world and do things uh, to a degree um, so the likelihood of accidents happening happening were even shortened even then because I'm not putting myself out in situations where something could happen that makes sense so yeah, it is a part part it's partly because I'm smarter um, and then I was told growing up that you you get to a point in your your life or uh, where you you break less, or it's it's not as easy to break. If that makes so sense. It's usually when you, when you excuse me, um, it's usually when you get to after puberty, so like yeah. age five, because all your hormones are slowing down. Right, therefore right. Your body. And, is and then they, and then I was told, but once you hit like old old age, you kind of revert back. 
like like oh, yeah. it's it's to, it's yeah. to get uh, it starts to get easier again to break so i've just been lucky i mean even before my accident it had been uh i think like 10 years before i bro it broke i mean before the accident i hadn't broken anything in 10 years so it's just just knowing what i what my limitations are and trying not to put myself in situations where there's a chance of something going wrong so yeah, yeah, yeah. i i've been pretty fortunate and lucky not to have uh brakes or accidents Do you still drive yes yeah well I'm when i got my power chair it, it man it's like it, it 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 reminded me going back to my earlier years uh you know out of high school uh i started driving when after a year after i graduated and my first two vans had an actual lift so you know i rode up on the lift right. to get in my van well and then i went to a truck um and that was me pulling up to the driver's door and had an uh i'll just call it like a crane lift that came over attached to my wheelchair and lift the wheelchair up and put it over in the bed of the truck but i had to physically climb up into the truck yeah yeah that's so, how my yeah. And so, so, um, and then I went, and now I have a van that has a ramp. So when I got my power chair, it almost reminded me of being back in high school where it was so easy to get in and out of my car. Because the and power you chair. From your chair? No, no. I I've transferred in every vehicle. So my my thing about that was one, I wanted to kind of keep my vehicles as as close as possible to somebody else to drive it um because my hand controls are all uh um well my first hand control was uh the remote partly, yeah, I know yeah it, it's all digital like really like yeah mine are not uh i mean i have physical hand controls but they're not uh like uh, a lever that i have to push down mine is more like a boat throttle like like a to make a boat go really you push forward to so go and pull back for break monitor push down for gas and for break yeah so but but uh so i still have pedals so since i transfer i still have a seat so people normal people can just turn off the handle and drive my van yeah they can the only too, other yeah. different the only difference that my car has versus another car is that the steering has what they call zero effort steering which yeah, means yeah. which basically means i can steer my car with one finger that's how easy yeah. it is to steer it so that's the only thing i have to tell people when they're driving my car and say hey look it's very easy to over steer in my car especially if you're not used to it yeah. so just keep that in mind it, you don't have to move the steering wheel like super you know because when i took my driver test i took it in a, a vehicle that was equipped for i'll say like a paraplegic like yeah. they had the the basic old school hand control that had the rods that went down and attached to the pedals and Dude, that's what i know. got now that's what i got now yeah now man i'm surprised you that you have that and 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 able well you say you drive you use your foot with it right yeah i use my feet yeah, well, yeah. that's the same thing yeah. my mine is just like a boat throttle oh yeah it now i will say this my next van if 
I'm lucky to get a next man, uh, I will not transfer. I'm just going to have it to where I just pull up in my chair and go. Yeah, that, that's what my mom does too. My mom's got a new one too. She wished that she would have done it from her chair because she's a lot older now and it's hard right. to transfer. And now, I don't know if you know or not, but the newer transfer seats, they have to be in a certain spot and lock in before the van will even start. Well, my 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 seat is uh, on a six-way power base. Yeah, hers is too, but it has to be yeah. on the ground flat. And she can't be up in the air or nothing. It's be on the ground flat for the van. Oh, that's weird. Start. That's yeah. that's that's one for one thing. That's kind of dumb. Mm-hmm. Um, because, and you know, here here we go with people that are designing things that are not handicapped. Yep. They're not disabled. That yep. don't take yep. in every. It, it, uh, it's pointless of the six way right because i have my seat not only is it raised you know i don't want to have to lower it and then raise it back up and get it right in the we'll say the right position for me yeah she can't every it, single it's time pretty much pointless to her. there's no point in truth at all but that's why she just wants to take it out and we even took yeah, it to the that, place, and they were yeah. like, oh, well, there's nothing we can do. I don't know, dude. It's stupid. Well, technically, I'm supposed to have my wheelchair tied down, but it's not. Yeah, mine's like, not either. My, but... mine just, my mind's just free will back there. Like, yep. I, I park it in a position where I can turn and get back in it, but there have been some times that I've hit the brake so hard that it slammed up against my seat, so I couldn't turn around. Yep. As I had to kind of turn my body sideways to to get a grabber or a reacher to turn on the hand control and kind of move it a little bit so I could turn more around to get into it. But yeah. I mean, I make things work. So you got to man, That's what you got to do it. Uh, but yeah, I, I drive. I don't work. I don't currently work. Uh, I basically do my podcast. Um, as far as my work history goes, I I started working in high school. My junior junior year in a school. Uh, a school related program i ended up giving my first job my first real job there that i was at that job for eight years um and then i've gone i worked from anywhere from uh walmart uh target uh i worked for several promotional company promotional product companies as a graphic artist um and then I also started back in my junior year of high school, my own DJ service, mobile DJ service. And I've been doing that ever since. And that's been over 30 years. Um, I don't currently do it as much uh, because the only downfall for me when it comes to that is that I have to find people that are willing to go with me to help me load load up the equipment, unload it, set, help me set yeah, it up, yeah. all that. So. Yeah. That's kind of a rough area right there because I don't I don't have enough business to really to put, uh, to pay them a I'll say it like this a good wage right, right. so the people I find are usually people that are just willing to help me like don't worry about getting paid now don't get me wrong I make sure they're fed that day and and or I might do something in trade. Like they might need something that I can do, and I help them that way. Right. Uh, but I never had a real full-time employee. It was always just friends or family that would help me go do it, get it done. 
um but yeah i did that and then i and then uh uh after i got divorced i moved back home i started a gaming channel and then i started the podcast a year almost a year ago so have you been in a relationship since you got divorced no i i'm i going back to my my marriage and that's something when you, uh, you know, I like to talk about just to kind of, you know, uh, for people out there that are wondering if you can find love and get married. Um, I married a girl that was legally blind. Um, and we were together uh, two years before we got married and then eight years of marriage. Um, there's a lot of different reasons why I wanted to give a divorce towards the end. Um that I won't necessarily go all into. Um, but I, the one thing that I recognized even early on in my marriage was that we were really good friends. Like we enjoyed being with each other, enjoyed talking to each other. You know, we had a very good, strong friendship. The problem right. I think we both did was didn't bring that friendship into the marriage. It's like once we got married, it kind of changed. And when it changed, I realized, hey, we're not really good as a couple. We're better at being friends. And no. so it so it kind of just turned into like I'm 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 married to my friend, like we're just roommates. Like, right, right. So so it was frustrating. It's kind of pointless to being together, yeah. Right. And 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 I don't hate her or anything. Today we're friends. We're still friends to this day. But I wanted to get out before I regretted her. And I wasn't at that point of regretting or wishing I never got married. That wasn't my place. My place was just, I wanted out. I wasn't happy. So yeah, let me I go. Yeah. I, 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 and a perfect storm happened and I met somebody through another friend that I started liking that I didn't even realize I was liking. Like my my ex-wife realized I had feelings before I really thought I had feelings. Wait, so was it your ex-wife's friend? No, no, no. She also the, the girl that I'm talking about also has a lie, and uh, okay. but I, I, I like her. But the girl was said something to me early on, especially right when I was going through the divorce. And I'm so happy that she said it because she was right. She's like, you need to get your shit together and get divorced and get that over with before you can move on with anybody. That's true, yeah. And I kind of went, yep, you're right. Like, I'm trying to replace you with something that I'm, no pun intended, rolling away from. Yeah. Right? Like, I'm... I'm rolling away from this and I'm rolling towards this and that and I haven't even stopped to breathe or you know get my shit together you know so now that you so got she, your shit together why don't you pursue that girl well she still doesn't have the same feelings that I have so we're friends and we talk and I'm there for her and she's there for me but it's not on a at least on her side it's not on a romantic level okay. it could easily be for me but I accept. Well, you know, you I never know broaden your horizons then. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, I'll put it to you this way. 
if somebody started talking to me today, all right, let's see where this goes. <laughs> like I'm, like I'm not, I'm not shutting the door to anything. Yeah, no, and I'm not necessarily that. opening the door to it. If that makes sense. But I've seen a lot of uh, uh, lifetime movies where if you keep being there, it might happen. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm more of a person that. Like even with my wife, when she, you know, she, like I said, she, she was legally blind. That was, a, you know, her handicap. And um, she, at first, I mean, almost, almost for a full year, she kept going. I don't, I don't want to be in a relationship. I don't want to be. I'm like, let's just see where it goes. Like, don't put any labels or anything on it. Let's just, let's just do us. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like. Just be you and not be me. And if we like being together, then we just keep doing it. And then we'll see where it goes. But if you automatically just put up a wall, you don't know what could have been. So I got to ask you, since uh -huh. I've never actually done it myself. How is it being in a relationship with somebody else that has a disability? Okay. Here's something that I, I used to think when I was younger. This kind of goes back to school days, okay? I, for the most part, other than high school, I believe, I was the only kid in a wheelchair or a, dis or a disabled kid in the school uh, through my elementary and junior high. So I wasn't really ever around anybody that even had a disability much less OI. Now, I did meet people that had OI early on through the OI Foundation and stuff. Um, I was friends with a couple of them, but they were older than me. Um, so I hung out with one, uh, uh, his name was Chris uh, Hayen, and I'm, I'm gonna say he has more of a severe type of OI, but he was one of the ones that can't sit up. Mm -hmm. they, they had to lay flat all the time. And from what I understand, that was partly because of his parents not really physically, um, you know, picking him up and holding him. And and and, and they just kind of let him lay all the time. Not strengthen his muscles, yeah. Yeah, and stuff like that. So it wasn't until early, uh, way later that he had surgery to on his hips or whatever so that would allow him to sit up more. But he still was extremely, like he had extreme, real extreme short arms and stuff. And the way he would get around, he would just wiggle back and forth on the, you know, laying on his back to go from place yes. to place. Um, so he wasn't totally stationary, but he just wasn't as, as able-bodied as I, I was. Because when I was younger, I, man, when I was younger, I looked at pictures back the other day, I'm like, if you didn't know I had a lie, you wouldn't know. Like, right, right. like, like you couldn't look at me other than maybe a crooked arm or, or a crooked leg. But other than that, I looked pretty like not normal. I don't want to ever say normal, but I just look like an average kid. I was way skinnier. Uh, but yeah, so going back, um, I didn't want to be around anybody with with a disability. I didn't. I for the longest time I was like, I'm not going to marry anybody with a disability. I don't want to be around people with disability. 
even when I was on the bus, you know, riding school bus, the short bus, as we like to call it, um, yeah. I didn't like being on that bus because I was around other people with disabilities. Was he resentful? Sounded like you were resentful. No, it was just, I, I don't know. I guess in my mind, it's like I was, I was the only one for the longest time. So I guess I was more like kind of had that, there can only be one. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like it's big enough for the both of us. <laughs> yeah. And that was a bad attitude. It wasn't until I met my wife or my ex-wife that I went, okay, I think I can handle this. And since her disability was just mainly vision and mine was more physical, I mean, like overall physical, it it, she learned things from me and I learned things from her and she had a lot of other issues and that she even will tell you to this day that I helped her overcome a lot of them and ma mainly of them were, were the um, uh, how do I want to say this like she was almost ashamed or embarrassed to have a disability and if yeah. somebody called her out on it it would bother her and her being around me was like, fuck them. Like, you know, who cares? Like, you, again, it goes back to that point that I made earlier. You're giving power to words. You know, that, that, that that's, that's your problem. If you give the words power, then they will, they will right. always affect you. But from my if perspective, you don't give them power, screw them. But from and my, my personality is I, I was gonna say well, my personality kind of, like, is, kind of just like uh, a difficult relationship would it not be yeah but but my, my personality is more of I'm gonna joke about me before you can joke about me like I'm gonna take one that makes you a little bit more comfortable to be around me because you know that you can say things that are not really gonna affect me or I won't take personally um here's one thing that i used to laugh about my my wife okay when i say she's legally blind she cannot drive she could see to get around and she had one prosthetic eye and she would go if, if she was talking on the phone it would be right up against her face and if she was like checking out at a store she had to get really close to the the you know thing to put your credit card in and yeah. periodically morons would say something like oh do you need glasses or you know something to that effect right and i wanted my wife so bad to pop her prosthetic eye out and tell him oh it don't work worth the shit just to see the reaction yeah, be pretty funny. to see you know and i found that funny as hell and she did too now her parents didn't like that joke very much but you know it's that that's you should not be ashamed of your disability and you shouldn't let people's words shame you you know it's like i could care less what you say about me you know uh, i will joke about myself before again before you can have a chance to joke about me you know so that's been my attitude so when i met my wife I, my attitude kind of changed and then of course i met more and more people i went to my first national conference in Baltimore, like in 2019. 
I think that's when it happened, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and that was my first time going to a national conference. And I will say this, bro, because I've heard you on your podcast twice say this. If there was a chance to get laid in Baltimore, I couldn't find it. <laughs> now, I don't know who's hooking up with who, but the damn sure weren't hooking up with me. <laughs> I don't think maybe you weren't looking in the right spot. I don't know that. Hey man. I'm just saying hey, I'm just saying hey, for multiple I'm, people hey, I've heard hey. Uh but it was fun going. The only here's my complaint about the conferences. Okay. And I understand the OI Foundation there is to help people understand osteogenesis and perfecta, especially for new parents and and you know, kids and stuff like that. I, I get that. I went there, or my the part that I like was socializing, getting to talk to other people, you know, get to hear their stories or whatever, you know, just general. I wish they had more social activities during these conferences, then especially for the for the older uh, people with OI. Not, I'm not saying older as in old age. I'm just saying like older, like from high school on up to adults. Just, I, I I didn't want to go learn about OI. I've lived with OI. You know what I'm saying? And yeah, I'm at the yeah. age that really none of that matters to me anymore. Like, there's no drugs you're going to give me at my age. Right? You haven't found a cure. So, what are you going to tell me that I need to know now? You know what I'm saying? Like, I just, so I liked more the social aspect of it. And I think if they ever, because I know that they've kind of switched to a virtual reality, you know, online kind of conference now. Right. If they go back to in-person ones, especially the national conference ones, uh, they had the last night is a dinner. Yeah, uh, yeah, they always have. They need to have that dinner, dinner at, like in the middle of it, not at the not the last night of it, because. You're having it the last day of the conference when people are getting ready to go home the next day. Have it to where you can have it longer and and it's not so much we gotta get up and you know travel the next day. Right. That's my opinion. Yeah. And I and I guess I come from that comes from me being a DJ and doing all kinds of events and realizing like, hey, you're not giving people time enough to to socialize. That's just my opinion. But no, my my view on dating someone with a disability is way different than it was before. And I guess the other part of my not wanting to date somebody that had a disability was I have enough to deal with. Why do I want to have to deal with what I have to deal with and somebody else's issues? No, like, I'm okay, like I'm okay with somebody staring at me, but most, I don't even say most, but there's a lot of people with disability that are not okay with other people staring. I mean, what I, what I was saying earlier was I mean, I, I kind of imagine that dating someone with a, uh, I guess you would say, visual impairment and mm -hmm. dealing with a physical impairment would make for kind of a difficult relationship, right? No, no, not really. Because like I said, she could still see well enough to get around. Um, she was limited to like watching movies or, or television or even concerts. Like I remember early on, I'm, I'm, this is kind of person I am. Um, I will probably put other people's needs 
before mine. And yeah. I did it with her when we go to a concert. I would try to get tickets as close to the stage as possible. And I did it one time, but then I realized, okay, this might help her, but it sucks for me. Yeah. Because now I'm down here on the floor next to the stage where people are going to rush the stage, stand up. All I saw was ass all night. I can't yeah. see the stage. So my wife looked over at me and she said, because I know you got these seats down low, but I know this is sucking for you. So again, you kind of learn with each other, you know, what's more important for her just hearing the music live is okay it's she would have to be right up on stage really to re, really see what was going on right and i didn't really think of it that way i thought well closer you are the better better chance you got to see some something right but she was really right. there to hear it not see it so that's again that's it, it wasn't really difficult at all the only the only drain on me would be the driving part because she can't drive so that means i have to drive her everywhere oh, that so that and then at the time i was driving my truck and mm. i hated getting in and out of my truck yeah that sounds like a pain in the ass and and i even do it to this day i've adapted even to this day i'm this way if i go somewhere i'm going somewhere where i can hit multiple things at one time like like I part, get out, and I roll the strip, or I roll the mall, or you know, if there's multiple yeah. places I can go, that's what I do. That More limits me from in, getting yeah. in and out, in and out, in and out, in and out. So, yeah, or, or I just sit in the car. You know, like I take my wife to a lot of places and just sit in the car. Like I, I, I don't care about going in. You know, yeah. go, ahead, go do what you got to do, right? So, um. There wasn't a lot of difficulties as far as when it really came to our disabilities. It was just knowing and understanding each other's limits, limitations, and what we could and could not do. Uh, other than that, the only the only thing that we conflicted on was just how we thought a marriage should be. But that's that would be with anybody, right? Yeah, that, you know, I, I've been a DJ stuff. for. Like I said, I've been a DJ for like 30-something years. And I've done multiple weddings. And and that was even before I was married, you know. And I used to tell the couple, like, I literally would say this to people that I go meet that were getting married. Are you sure you want to get married? Because I would make a point like... That's overstepping a bit, honestly. But but I, I didn't say it in a, like, a cruel or or, or a mean way. I just wanted them to understand that your relationship now will change. Now, I'm not saying it's going to change for the worse or the better. I'm just saying just know that this will change. And and make sure you understand that and can, and can recognize the change. Because most people think, oh, we're so happy together right now, blah, blah, blah. And you might. You might be. And you get married, you still might be happy. But there's a lot of cases that when you get married and once you legalize everything, then there's there's a, a somewhat of a mentality that you have to act different or be different. And 
that's all I was trying to get at. And I would say it in a joking way. I would not say it like, are you sure you're going to get married? Because I, you know, because of whatever experiences I've seen. It was just like, I don't like people going into something that they don't truly fully think about and and understand. Now, I'm, my mistakes that I made early on in my relationships or my with my wife was one, I respected her and honored her wishes for not having sex until we were married. I will tell you right now, that is a mistake. Why do you say that? Because, because if you don't know if you're compatible in that area and waiting until you're married and then find out you're not compatible. What do you mean by compatible? Like, like you don't have it, no, it makes, you don't have it sexual makes connection? Rough. Emotional connection? Yeah. Right. Like, like, what do you mean? I mean that... I'll put it to you this way. I'm trying not to get too deep into this, but I was in I was experienced, but even when I was, even though I had experienced sex, I only experienced it with one person a couple of times. Okay. I didn't, I didn't have, I didn't have any sexual experiences, big time sexual experiences when I growing up. I had girlfriends, but they were pretty much uh, elementary and junior high, which not a whole lot's going on in that area anyway. When I got to high school, I was like, it was almost like non-existent to have a girlfriend or anybody that, that. It wasn't until I was 30 that I had my first sexual experience. She had never had sexual experience. And if you don't try to have those before you're married and go into a marriage, this is just my opinion and my view. You can agree or disagree. But... If you're not a compatible when it comes down to actually having sex, it makes it really hard for that to ever happen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he has a valid point. I grew up um, Catholic. Mm-hmm. Uh, no one in my family was Catholic. I went right. to a Catholic private school. And so I was like, hey, everyone in my class is converting to Catholicism. So I'm going to do that too. That mm-hmm. was a mistake. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so um, I, I I will say this: when it comes to religion, I I say that I'm a Christian. I am not a Bible thumper. I don't I don't adhere to a lot of things that Christian believes. Uh, I have a relationship with God, and that's my relationship. You don't dictate to me what my relationship will be to Him. Right? That's how work. I look at it. Work. Um, so I, I am not religious anymore. Mm-hmm. That just didn't, I'm, I've said it before and I'll say it again, I'm a non-binary bisexual person. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I, I date everyone. I don't identify as male or female. And mm-hmm. I get agree with a lot of stuff the Bible says with that, especially with mistranslations and, mm-hmm. uh, it, with historical accuracy and everything. Anyways, I'll save that for another day. But we were... The women, especially because I was assigned female at birth, were mm-hmm. um, especially taught, you know, uh, they, they passed a literal, like, rose around the room and said, everyone take a petal or smush it or right. do whatever. 
And when it got back to our Bible teacher, she was like, now girls, this is what happens when you have sex before marriage. No man is going to want you, you know? So uh, we got that. I have not met a man yet. <laughs> that would say, oh, I don't want her because she had sex. No. I, I, I didn't think so, but... Um, no. But... But, you know, it, it's, it's that kind of thing where I, I do agree with you there. I think you need to be able to connect in what? that way before you want to spend uh, your life together. I, I'm not a hookup person. Right. I don't I don't care for hookups. I, I I am a person who I get invested. And I, I just, that's not me. I know a bunch of friends. I, 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 will, I will say this, and, and I jokingly said that earlier about the conference about if they were having sex they weren't having it with me even if i could have found somebody i probably wouldn't have because i'm more like you i don't i don't do the hookup thing uh, i don't i don't when i go I out to bars or whatever i i may give someone my number or like my snapchat or right. i may go <laughs> in the queer community especially it's a thing where you always go except especially with women you always go on a date first and i right. appreciate that um but what, it, it, what, what I what I was gonna say though is I me personally I want to get to know you before anything sexual happens. I want to be comfortable with you. I want you to be comfortable with me. So me going and finding just somebody just to have sex with is not not for me at all. Like I I want you know I'm I, like you said I want to take somebody out first. I want to get to know them. I want to see if we could, if we uh, connect on, on you know, a certain level. Um, as far as religion goes, when I say I'm Christian, I, I just say it. I don't. It, there's, I don't look down upon anybody. I don't look down on you. You know, you are who you are, and that's what you want. Great for you, and I'm happy for you. And I and and it doesn't affect me in any way. I don't understand why people don't get it when they are religion religious especially the christian community i don't understand how you can say you believe in something and contradict it 90 percent of the time i don't get that and i look at this i look at it this way and y'all can agree with me because we're all in the same boat here do you feel like most people i'll say a lie but we'll just I'll say OI because I can't speak for other disabilities. But we don't look down or judge people uh, because we know we're always judged. Wait, what? Like, okay, for example, she's non-binary. I don't judge her for that. I don't, I don't, I don't look at her and go, oh, why? Why are you doing that? You know, I, I don't question it. I just say, hey, okay, cool. You know, because I don't want anybody to look at me going, why are you in that wheelchair? Why you got a disability or a discrimination type deal? I don't think, at least for me, I don't discriminate against anybody. Right? Like, I don't look at somebody going, I don't like you because you're black or I don't like you because you're Mexican or I don't like you. I don't do that. Like, I, why? You know, we should all love each other. Yeah, just clarify, you used the wrong pronouns. Yeah. Uh, they, so. Hey, I'm sorry. No hey, I'm, no, still, it's I, I'm still learning. You know. Oh, good. Oh, good. It, it's okay. Everyone slips up. 
but uh, you know, and that's another thing. Cat, I, 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 I do want to have you on an episode and dive deeper into to your lifestyle or your. I want to say like it's a choice. So no. Uh, anyway, I want to dive deeper into that with you if you're up to it, just so I can learn and understand and and you know not make mistakes. If that's sure, right. I'm always. I'm always down for that, and, and you don't have to say, you know, <laughs> I, I, lifestyle or anything like that. I'm just, we, I know me, I just prefer people, you know, I have a girlfriend, that's it. Right. You know, I, I live my life basically the same, I just... Unfortunately, in this world, we, 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 um, how do I say this? We are visual, Right. So, in my head, if you look a certain way, it's just an automatic, hey, I'm going to call you a girl. I mean, I, I mean, me personally, I'm going to call it a lifestyle. I mean, I, I always say you, you can't help who you love. You love who you love. You feel the way you feel. You know what I mean? No, 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 no. But yeah. I, I'm, not, I'm not saying lifestyle might be the wrong word to use. I'm just, I'm what I'm trying to get at is like, you are who you are and I love you for who you are. I don't like what you right, do right. and what you do personally does not affect me. Right? Mm-hmm. It's it's like the whole road versus wage shit. If you want to have an abortion, go have an abortion. I don't care. Like it doesn't I I do I do I am I for abortion? I, I wouldn't say I'm I'm for it, but I wouldn't say I'm against it either. I'm for choice. I don't want to take the choice away. Work. You know that's that's me. Like here here here's something that uh, like I've told this on my podcast before. Uh, a boss of mine that I was working for called me one day and we were talking and he this was around nine eleven. And, or after 9-11 and, and I, when I say after I mean maybe a year or so whatever um, and they were going to build a mosque like two blocks away from where the where 9-11 happened right and he's like hey not you and I said yeah what he goes hey how do you feel about the mosque being b- built down the block or, or by the you know, how he phrased it I would have said what the fuck is they going to do with me I don't care. And I go, I said, well, is it legal? And he said, yeah, I don't have a problem with it. And he goes, well, you don't think it's morally wrong? I said, you didn't ask me if it was morally wrong. You asked me what I thought. And my thought is, if it's legal, who cares? Right? Here's my point. If you don't want a, a mosque to be built in a certain area, are you willing to give up the same for your church? If somebody doesn't want your church to be built in a certain area? That's where I think people are, are, are I'll say, messed up with the thought of, I don't want you to tell me to wear a mask. I don't want you to tell me to get a vaccine, but I'm going to tell you not to have an abortion. Well, why why are you forcing me to have something that you don't like or don't believe? 
when you when you don't want to do the same when I'm telling you, I believe for you to get a vaccine and wear a mask to to help people and help yourself. See, that's where I get. That's why I, where 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 I look at things is like if I'm not willing to give it up, I'm not going to ask somebody to give it up. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah it works. Yeah, makes, makes sense to me. I mean, it's just it's like oh, I get so frustrated with the way this world is and how people like uh, you know I did a, an episode about you know social media, how some some parts of social media is good. Look, if we didn't have social media, we couldn't do this right now, right? We couldn't record this podcast. We couldn't talk to each other and everybody in different places. Period. But at the same time, but at the same time, there's a negative negativity to social media, and everybody gets to sit behind the keyboard and tell them tell people how they feel, no matter the consequences. There's no consequence in that yeah, for but, them. But that goes back to freedom of speech, so. I, yeah, I agree. Freedom of speech is fine if you're willing to deal with the consequences. It's freedom of speech, not freedom of consequences. That's right. And that's where people get mad. Well, I have the right to say it. You got the right to say it. I'm not telling you you can't say it. Well, why am yeah. I being canceled now? That's a consequence you made. Like, accept the consequences. As long as you can accept the consequences, then do whatever you want. Right? Am I wrong? Yeah, the consequences are coming to it, I guess. I mean, but... Yeah, the consequences can be good or bad, but you just got to be willing to accept it. Uh, it's, like, it's, like, it's like going back to the vaccine. Like, when they were mandating, you know, companies were mandating people to get vaccinated or tested or you don't work here. My friend's mm -hmm. like, well, I don't have a choice. I said, yeah, you do. You got three of them. Pick one. Well, if I don't want to pick the vaccine or testing, then I have to, uh, then they're not going to uh, keep me and let me go. Who's going to pay my bills? Well, that was your choice, wasn't it? See, that's what, that they don't, they don't want to accept that. They want to put the blame on the company because they were, in their eyes, they were forcing me to do something I didn't want to do. But you had a choice. Yeah, but it wasn't this or that. It was this, this or that. In my opinion, no company can make you choose to keep your job or take a shot. You know what I mean, it's fucked. In my opinion. So let me ask you this. Let me ask you this, Chris. If you had a company and you had rules that you wanted to implement in your company. Would you want somebody to tell you you couldn't do that because it's not fair? I mean, that's different than making somebody. No, it's not. Yeah. That that is not different because companies have the right to have who they want. Especially in my state, Texas, we have the right to work state. So they they have the right to tell me what's required of me to go to this job and work this job. Right. I might not agree with it, but they have the right to it. Right. So it goes back to 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 me saying. If I want the right to tell my employees what's required of them, I can't get mad for a company that I want to go work for to tell me the same thing. Yeah, but I mean, me personally, like I said, I wouldn't work for a company yeah. that's going to make me choose to, you know what I mean? Like, I wouldn't. Well, I mean, I, that, but again, that's your choice, right? Yeah, that, that's Because there's right. a consequence to your choice. 
like you either go work for them and make money and maybe do something that you like or you decide no it's too much you're asking me to do too much for me to go work over here so i'm not gonna go work there that's fine that that's not them forcing you to come work for them they're just saying hey for you to come work here you have to meet these requirements right right so i think that's only fair but that's your choice and that's fine i don't have no problem with that i have no problem with the company telling me hey you have to get a vaccine or you have to do this or do that if if it's something i don't want to do then i have the choice to leave that company oh sure yeah you do so that's all i'm always trying to get at like you have choices but you have to have you have to be willing to accept the consequences that's right all right let's get back to my wife man okay uh, so what is one thing you wish you could change about your life nothing you don't you don't want to change anything at all no come on man no that's where our age that's where our age difference comes in I, I accepted know, this a long time ago. I accepted this a long time ago. Why would I want to change something? If I change one thing, then I'm changing who I am. I, I think you can accept yourself and also be like, you know, sometimes I yeah. do think that it would be nice to change a certain thing. Like not being pain or something. Yeah, yeah but I, you can, you can there, accept yourself. There is nothing that I would change oh i related now going to the statement saying do i wish there was times that i could do this or that yes but i don't wish it in like if somebody came up to me and said hey you take this pill and you'll be able to do blah 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 but you know you can do it for 24 hours would i take the pill no it ain't worth it to me like i don't want to go and enjoy something on a short-term basis if it was a longer-term basis and and it was quote guaranteed maybe but no i don't want to change anything about me are there things about me that 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 um i would say the only thing that i would like to change about me and i know i can and believe me more more people have told me this than i want to hear is i would like to change my weight I like to be a little bit less heavier, but yeah, me too. as far as OI goes, no, I don't, there's nothing. I, I don't have that kind of thought. I've accepted it. I accept who I am. I accept my limitations. And as I get older, I'm going to have more limitations, but you just go, you, I deal with what I got and no, there's nothing I want to change. I know that might be shocking to hear, but no. I don't, whatever. That's been my whole attitude my whole life. Yeah, yeah. Well, hey, I respect it. I mean, you know, I, I, you, you can sit here, I can sit here and go, well, I don't like this about me, I don't like that about me, blah, blah, blah. Well, then that starts putting you in a real depressive state that I try to stay away from. I do, do struggle with depression, not on a probably a high level, but my depression is not it's associated with OI but not I guess it's just more a circumstantial depression or situational depression mm-hmm. I struggle with being lonely I struggle with not not being with somebody um, I I you know it hits me at night a lot 
just because that's the quietest time of the day is in and your thoughts are there what and, do you mean by like you struggle with being but not being in a relationship or like not yeah it's maybe or? a relationship type loneliness uh not feeling like anybody um loves me the way i want to be loved and when i and the way i try to love others uh you know i spent a 10-year relationship with my my ex-wife and um in some ways it was loveless yeah i can relate uh, to you 100 on that because i was with mine for 10 well my previous my other other ex for 10 years and i felt that exact same way man i feel like yeah. it was a waste of time i mean how do you lay next to somebody that you're supposed to be in a relationship with and just feel totally alone yeah you're right i felt the same so way it, yep. I, I i don't mean loneliness as in i need somebody with me all the time type loneliness it's just a more relationship wanting to share my life with someone you want somebody and, to put in as much effort as you do yeah and and and, yeah, and, and, and feeling that they want me like as much as i want them right oh, I makes, you, yeah. but i struggle with that a lot um i'm so tired of hearing this and i've heard it a lot longer than you chris you're a nice guy but what yeah. I'm everything that you said you ever wanted. You're a nice guy, but I want to work on myself. I want to work on myself, <laughs> or <laughs> I'm constantly in the friend zone. Yeah, yeah, no, I get you. Yeah. You know, and and that that's just something I just struggle with. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm always here for you, buddy. I'm not a female, oh. but uh, I'll definitely be your friend. So. Well, a lot of a lot of women have told me to go gay, but I'm like, no. No, I don't think I can ever do that. I don't think everybody knows. That's not the answer. No I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with that. Yeah. I'm just saying that's not the answer. It's not, not, not the answer for me, you know. I love uh, um, love vagina too much for that. <laughs> so hey, what else y'all want to know? What? I'm sorry? Oh, I was telling Chris, same here, dude. So. <laughs> what, that's what, why we get along so well. What else y'all want to know about me? Well, I mean, the last, last question what? is, uh, what is some advice or something you'd like to tell the OIAC uh i'm gonna say it more to parents than i will say to somebody that has a lie uh it's not my place to tell somebody else with a lie how they should live their life or deal with things because we all have to adapt to what we're given what i will say to parents though and this is more for new parents than old parents first thing is know that your child's going to break period nothing you're going to do to stop it you could be the most careful parent in the world it's still going to break you know it's just it can be the simplest of those things and they're going to break that's one so and it's not your fault that they broke um you know it, it's just the way they are made and as long as you can get past that that's one second is the reaction you have when they break and this is the way I explain it. Like, you'll see little kids fall down, right? And I say normal kids. I'm not saying you know why. But just in general, you'll see a kid fall down, right? Most of the time, that kid will get up and just keep going. Right. But if a parent overreacts to that child, then that child associates that as, oh, I should be upset. I should be hurt. 
I, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like they'll, they'll, re, they'll, they'll respond to the way their parents are responding. Right, right, right. Well, so I mean, if you but but if you overreact to some, you know, to your child breaking something, and 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 show real extreme emotions about it, then you're just teaching that child, especially a young child, that oh, this is how I'm supposed to act. But if you're calm, cool, collective, I'm not saying don't show any emotion. I'm just saying don't don't just freak out. Is what I'm trying to get out. Like just be calm about. It. My mom. Dude, my mom was like she even to this day she is so calm, cool, and collective when it comes to an emergency situation. I'm like, I I literally got to the point when I would break later on in my years, instead of crying, I'd be like, ah, oh, shit, broke my damn leg. You know, it wasn't it wasn't an upset like crying like ah I'm screaming you know type deal right? Yeah. So, um. That's one thing I would say to parents. It's one one or the second thing I would say is just try to try to be calm, cool, and collective when something happens. And the third most important thing is don't be so quick to say no to something your child wants to do or experiment or ex not experiment but experience. My parents never really told me no. Like, like if I came up with some dumb thing, like, hey, I want to, I want to go climb that tree. Well, my right, mom and right. dad didn't tell me no. Hey, they go climb that tree. You know what I'm saying? Like, they yeah. they knew that we'd figure out one way or the other. I can't do it, or I shouldn't do it, or you know what I'm saying? And uh, so, those are the three things I would say to parents. Other than that, I don't, you know, I'm not going to tell you, Chris, what you should do or not do because you've lived 31 years. You know what your limitations are. So why would I tell you that? Now, if you came to me with a problem like, hey, man, I got this problem doing, you know, whatever, whatever it is, like because of your life, then I might say, hey, well, what, have you tried doing this or you tried doing that? You know, adapt, adapt, adapt it to you. Right, right. Going back yeah. to working, going back to working though, because we didn't really touch on that a whole lot. I had to adapt the job. I had to, not the job, but I had to adapt to the job, or or I had to adapt the job on my own to me. Yeah, that's how my whatever my me, job yeah. was. I I would create, you know, and I've always been this kind of person. All right. Like I, my, my very first job was in manufacturing and I worked for a company that created the heart and lung machine tubing packs, not the machine itself, but the, all the filters and pack and tubing and all that, that connects to the machine. Right, right. Every doctor had a certain type of pack, like designed a certain type of pack, what they wanted in that pack or whatever. So I had knowledge on everything in that room. Like I can tell you how to do any job in that room, but about 25, maybe 35% of that job, I physically couldn't do it, right? Like it, there was no way for me to physically do it, but I knew how to do it. So my question to my boss at the time was, am I, am I considered trained if I have the knowledge to do it or am I considered trained if I can physically do it? 
he made the mistake of going, well, you have to be physically able to do it. I said, so I'm not considered trained unless I physically can do it because it's not my fault that this job is not accessible to me. Right? So I would consider if I have the knowledge and the know-how and the skill to do it, just not physically, then I'm trained enough to train somebody else. Yeah. Right? I would think so. Yeah. So he kind of changed his tune, but but what I'm getting at is that we adapt. You, you y'all can agree or disagree on this, but as people with a life, we adapt to things very easily, and we have to and we figure out how to make it work for us. Well, yeah, not, not really fucking choice. Well, but I, in some cases, I agree that that the society should adapt. A lot of things for for people with disabilities, but I don't sit here and think that they it's their total responsibility to do so, because um, every disability is different. Like, like you know, even physically, even people with disabilities in wheelchairs, we are so different from each other. It's like going into a a public bathroom that is ADA approved, right? How many of how many of those bathrooms actually help you? You personally? Are they adapted to you? Or are they just adapted in general? Yeah, I mean overall in general, yeah. Alright? So that's what I mean. We adapt. We have to be the ones who adapt to adapt to the situation or the surroundings we can't just think well all of these should be this height blah 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 well they're only going to be that height because of that's what fits me but in general if they're just big enough for me to get my chair in there then i'll figure out a way to get on the toilet or off the toilet or whatever right like i don't expect the bathroom to totally be adapted to me in all situations that's unrealistic so Yes, yes, Kat, you're right. We have no choice, but it can't just be totally adapted to just Kat. Can't be adapted just to me or Chris. So uh, I, I never, I never stated that it should. No, no, be. I didn't say you. I'm not saying you said that. Okay. Uh, first off, yeah. Uh, no, I was saying simply that we have to adapt because simply to live in this society in general, we do not have a choice. Right. We have to adapt to a certain degree. I'm not saying I need all bathrooms to be exactly specified for me and me alone. That's right. really fucking stupid. I'm right. saying that we we don't really have a choice in how mm -hmm. we adapt or make it possible because we have to we don't have that choice in the society to say, no, I don't want to adapt. Because if we say that choice, then what are we? Just right. a, a, a unfunctioning person. So yeah. that gets to me. Is yeah. It, I just, I think we're, I think we're also better at adapting than most people are. Because mm -hmm. there's a lot of people that, that just can't adapt. They just, I know, I know. I here's a funny story that I'll leave y'all with. Um, my mom at the time was dating a gentleman that 
was uh, a veteran and his upbringing he wasn't from what we can understand he wasn't really loved very much when he was growing up and he had to be independent and blah 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 well he started dating my mom and then he meets me and me and my mom have a very close relationship just because she was the one that was taking care of me all these years right um so he made this comment to my mom one day that i was too dependent on her and that i needed to go now y'all gonna y'all are really gonna go wow when i say this because i needed to go down to the va hospital to so they can show me what being disabled was about yeah what he just said what <laughs> yeah, yeah. like uh, come again like what rusty has been disabled since birth and you want him to go down to learn from people that have just become disabled how to be disabled Uh, it's kind of, kind of wild. <laughs> like if anybody's gonna teach anybody it's gonna be him teaching them you know it, I just thought that was just like like I said some people just don't you know his 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 view of me was that I was too dependent on my mom which was crazy because at the time I was married we lived in our own house did our own thing I had worked for years different jobs you know blah 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 and he still thinks I was too dependent on my mom. I'm like, what? And now I'm in the position that I am I I am now in a position. Here's another thing I struggled with a lot of my life. And y'all can tell me if y'all do y'all both have siblings, right? No, I'm only child. No. Only yeah. child. Okay. I have an older brother, right? My older brother is quote normal. Um except now he has a disability severe disability but he has uh tbi because uh, he was in a car accident or a motorcycle accident uh but he's physically able to do all kinds of stuff all you know whatever um so i have always struggled throughout my life i think i just forgot where i was going with this um that what was I saying before I just asked you that question? Now I forgot what I was I was gonna say. Um I've always struggled with oh, I know what it is. Um I've always struggled with throughout my life feeling that what can I contribute like to my family, you know, what's my purpose in in a sense, right? Like, my brother was able to go out and help my dad build things and, you know, help around the house and stuff like that. I felt like, okay, I don't really have a place. Like, I don't, what what can I do? And now I'm at the point in my life that my mom is getting up in age. I mean, has, having problems remembering things and doing things. And now I'm in a position that I realize, okay. I can't do the physical stuff over here, but I can do this. I can manage her money, make sure everything's getting paid and when it's supposed to get paid. I can help manage her appointments to doctors and stuff like that. 
So now I've, I realize my place. But before I didn't realize even if I had a place. If that makes right. sense to you. Yeah, no, sir. Like, like, and when I have these relationships, um, uh, problems or, you know, um, you know, I had a few people in my life that I really fell for. And uh, one that I fell for was a situation I probably shouldn't have been in, but that was back when I was 30. And I was just new, first time me living on my own, first time for being in a sexual relationship. And I had a job that, that I was basically had a job just because it paid more money than a job that I like to do that didn't pay me that much money. So I went for the money. My dad taught me into going to for the money, not I'm more of a person like I want to work for you if I enjoy the job. I don't care how much I get paid. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I want to get paid. But if I get paid $10 over here doing something I like versus $20 over here doing something I don't like and don't, you know, don't have fun at, I don't necessarily go for the money, if that makes sense. But I was having a real hard time and everything came crashing down on me. And it's at those moments where I think, what do I, what can I offer anybody? Right? Like, like we have disabilities. We have problems. We have issues. We have, you know, right now I'm only on disability. I don't have a job. Um, I couldn't afford to live on my own if I, if, if I didn't have a job you know and unless i come across somebody that truly loves me and cares about me and wants to be with me no matter what and willing to pick up pick up the slack that i can't then what do i have to offer and that's part of the struggle with being lonely because i i think about i don't like being lonely but who's gonna be with me with my circumstances and that's uh, just a mind Hey, and that's just a mind fuck. You fucking yourself. And it's hard not to think that way. But yeah, anyway. It'll be right. It'll work out. Yeah, I hope so. Alright, man. Uh, both of y'all, I'd like to get y'all on an episode. Not necessarily together, but uh unless y'all want to do it again together, that's fine. Uh but kind of definitely want no, to do it. <laughs> What'd you say? I, 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 she said she's sick of you. She said she's sick of this fucker. That's what she said. I'll call her out. I don't care. <laughs> What's she gonna do? Come to come to Houston, Texas? Come on. <laughs> nah, I enjoyed it, guys, and I appreciate yeah, y'all having me on. We'll go ahead and uh, link all your social media in the description below. It's been a pleasure. Okay, okay I'll I'll make sure you have all the correct stuff. So yeah, I'll I'll all right, and uh, also, Chris, sometime let's get together, not for an episode, but just get together, and um, I'll give you some tips and tricks that will help yeah, you. Yeah, sounds good, man. Sounds All right, I enjoyed it, guys. Thank you. All right, man. Have a great day. Much love, brothers and sisters, and I'm sorry. I, I shouldn't have said that. My bad. You're fine. It's okay. You're good, bud. Have a good day, bud. All right. Talk have to y'all later. Bye. Right, bye. Bye.